What's up, guys? Welcome back to another daily Bible reading snapshot. Today in the book of Leviticus, we're also only looking at one chapter, just like we did yesterday. Now we're looking at Leviticus chapter 14, because it's another long chapter. And you might notice this sounds a lot like what we talked about yesterday, because we're still talking about leprosy, and we're still talking about skin diseases, and how God wanted the people of Israel as a community and as a nation to treat this skin disease. So he doesn't give a bunch of medicines that they're supposed to use necessarily, but what he does do is say, look, I want you guys as a community to separate off the clean from the unclean. And that's a word actually that shows up a lot in this chapter, the word clean or cleansed. You have to know that whenever that word is used, it doesn't always mean the same thing. So sometimes we think of clean and unclean like sin and righteousness. While sometimes it is used that way in the Bible, um, I don't think that's necessarily what we're talking about here. We're talking about a ritual cleanliness and a ritual uncleanness. So basically, if you were a leper or had this skin disease, you were removed from the temple worship and you weren't going to be a part of that. Well, at this point, it wasn't temple worship. It was tabernacle worship, the tent of meeting, right? You weren't supposed to be... Um, mixing with the rest of the people because of your, your skin disease. So they were supposed to be removed and separate. And this chapter really gives us the um, the instructions and, and the rules they were supposed to follow as they came into the land and separated themselves um, from those who had this disease. And what it says is in verse 34, this might be a little interesting to you. It says that when they come into the land, and God's speaking here, it says, when you come into the land of Canaan, which I give you for a possession, and I put a case of leprous disease in the house, in a house in the land of your possession. And then he goes on. But I want you to notice, what is he saying there? God is saying that who's in charge of the leprous diseases? Who's in control of all disease and all sickness? God says, I am. And in some cases, he's putting that in their house. He, he's, he's giving it to them. Why would God do that? Right? Well, there could be a lot of reasons why God gives people sickness. One of the things we see here is that when they are leprous and then they come back to the community one of the things they're supposed to offer is a sin offering which if you remember from the beginning of the book of Leviticus a sin offering was supposed to be done for an unintentional sin so for some of these people their leprosy might have been a discipline from the Lord for their sin but that doesn't mean it was for everybody a discipline from the Lord we don't know what it is for everybody but what we do know is that God is in control of all sickness and all disease so I think that's an encouraging little line that he gives there, even though it's kind of a scary line, but God gave these people leprosy. He's in control of all of that. And um, he's also in control of taking away that disease. So that's what we're talking about here in Leviticus 14. Um, in the New Testament, we are looking at Matthew chapter 26. This chapter, we've actually broken up into three sections. We're reading from verse 55 all the way to verse 75 to the end of the chapter. And what I want you to see here is we talked about this yesterday, but when Judas betrays Jesus and these people come to take away Jesus, that was all done in secret. And Jesus actually points this out and says, you guys wouldn't have done this in front of the whole crowd. You wouldn't have done it with everybody watching, but you did this in secret because you knew that nobody would oppose you if you did it at night when nobody was watching. So Jesus calls him out for that. And then he goes to this guy named Caiaphas, who says is the high priest. He goes to his house. And when they're talking about, uh, when they're talking about laying some charge at Jesus, which what that means is accusing him of something. It says they bring in all these witnesses and they didn't really agree, but the final thing that stuck with them, the final accusation that the people had for Jesus is that Jesus threatened to tear down the temple and rebuild it in three days. Now, when you hear that, right, 
you kind of automatically, you probably know what he's talking about. He's not talking about he's going to tear down the temple and rebuild it three days later. He's not talking about that building. He's talking about himself, right? That's just kind of obvious to us in hindsight because we know what he was talking about. But that's the thing that they pinned their efforts on right there. So that's an interesting thing. And again, as you probably know, Jesus doesn't speak up. Jesus isn't fighting their accusations. And the only thing that he says to this people, this group of people right here is after they push him, they ask him, are you the Christ? Are you sure? Are you the Christ? And he's not responding. The thing he says next is the next time you guys are going to see me, it's when I'm coming in the clouds of heaven. And that made them mad. They said, okay, you're quoting um, the book of Daniel. You're claiming to be the son of man. Uh, he's saying basically, yes, I am the Messiah. And when that happens, they say they're done and they want to um, give him over to the judgment of uh, whatever they decide they're going to do. And they're going to use the Romans because they actually can't execute anybody. So while all that's happening and Jesus is being betrayed, it says Peter is outside and he is betraying Jesus as well. Um, in a different sense that uh, Judas did, but he is still not being faithful to Jesus here. It says that when these people confront Peter and come to him and say, you're, you were with Jesus, weren't you? Peter says, I don't even know what you're talking about. And it says at the end there, he finally cursed himself. And he, he said this curse, basically saying, I don't know Jesus at all. And it says after he did that, he denied Jesus three times. It says the rooster crowed. And once he remembered what he was doing and remembered what Jesus said that he would do, it says he went out and he wept. And I just want you to see the irony here that while Jesus was silent and while Jesus was in the process of being betrayed and really dying for for his people's sin, you have Peter, one of his people, who is sinning against him all at the same time. I mean, this is amazing. It's hard to believe that Jesus would be so loving and so caring to be sacrificing himself for Peter, even when Peter was denying him at this very moment. So that contrast I want you to see in today's reading and remember how good it was that Jesus died while we were still his enemies. So that's today's DBR Snapshot. We hope to see you back tomorrow for another one. See you back.